Guys, it's no secret that I am addicted to the coffee. In fact, I actually have some of my students call me Mrs. Coffee because they definitely cannot remember my last name. <laughs> and it's easy for them to see that I absolutely love coffee because I have a mug in my hand every single day. That being said, though, coffee can be really, really expensive. But when I buy Life Boost coffee, I can earn savings, which is amazing because I really suck at saving money. You can sign up for Life Boost coffee perks and start earning points with every dollar you spend. Then you can turn around and use those perks to get things like $5 coupons and free shipping. And it costs you absolutely nothing. No credit check, nothing like that. It's just like when you go to Kroger and you use your Kroger savings card. It's similar to that. So if this cold weather has you thinking warm and cozy thoughts and you're thinking about trying one of their delicious flavors like gingerbread latte or s'more, you can save yourself some extra money by signing up for Life Boost coffee perks and, of course, using our promo code UNMASKED to save 30%. I am so excited for our newest sponsor, A Place to Float. A Place to Float is a locally owned business located in the heart of downtown Indy, right across from the Lucas Oil Stadium, dedicated to the practice of float therapy. Now, if you are confused about what I'm talking about, let me help you understand. I'll try and clarify just a little bit. Floating is probably best described as um, laying in a pool of water heated to a delightfully warm 95 degrees and mixed with 1200 pounds of Epsom salt. Now this combo allows you to literally float effortlessly in a small pool designed to shut out any external light or sound. It is incredibly beneficial to you. In fact, a recent study suggests that time spent floating in a sensory deprivation tank can help with muscle relaxation, better sleep, decreased in pain, and decrease in stress and anxiety. Now, Obviously, we don't suggest using this as a replacement for things like traditional therapy and medications for your mental health, but instead using it as another tool to give yourself that full, rounded um, ability to take care of yourself, both internally, externally, everything. Um, I usually float on Sundays, except for this Sunday, because they were totally booked, which is just sad, and now I'm missing it. Now I'm sitting in a closet recording commercials instead. <laughs> there are so many things, though, that I love about this place. One of them is that everything you do as far as signing up can be done online, which is chef's kiss perfection because I do not want to call someone and have to have an awkward conversation with you because I genuinely will make it awkward does not matter how many times I practice um, but you can go to their website a place to float.com and sign up right there online and you can even schedule your floats online and you can schedule them very far out which again is amazing and definitely something I will do because I don't want to be stuck in a closet next Sunday not floating you can use our ma our code UNMASK to save yourself 20% if you've been wanting to try this. It also makes an incredible gift for someone. So if you're listening right now and maybe you're not really interested in it, but you know someone else is, they have gift cards as well. And last, I think it was last Christmas, I got Brandon a couple of different floats. They have some really great deals and I'll make sure to let you know those when they come up. But Honestly, it is 
it's definitely the highlight of my recovery. So again, that 20% discount is unmasked. Well, welcome to Unmasked the Podcast. We are here with the John Campbell. Capital John's T, his, Capital John's his middle name. <laughs> he also goes uh, by King of the Strippers. Uh, <laughs> the Count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> Schindler's Fist. <laughs> I've been called a lot of things, but yeah, I like the John Campbell does. I mean, I, I, I approve of that. <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, yeah, the is actually his first name. <laughs> but you have to say the whole thing together. Like, I think one time I said John, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I love it. John is a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, you teach the MMA class at Top Level Gym. You teach the Jiu-Jitsu class. You teach the kids boxing class. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you have an actual job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a lot on the a lot on my plate. A black belt in fixing washers and dryers. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing washer and dryers. Um, well, I wouldn't say as long as I've been doing martial arts because I started doing martial arts when I was a kid uh, from watching, you know, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee got me into martial arts, so. Hell yeah. But I took a lot of time away from it from. Uh, you know, kind of being raised by the streets and not really having like a lot of guidance, you know. So as you grow up and you're surrounded by people that influence you, it can be the wrong people, whatever it may be. But around that time, there wasn't really anything where you could you could find and train what you saw on TV. You know, you said, I really want to do that. I want to, you know, let's go find a gym where they teach that. And it's like, you know, non-existent. So I didn't want to do like karate or anything. I wanted to find out what Bruce Lee did and everything that he was a part of and then I realized he was dead and it was just like you know, my dreams were shattered <laughs> you know I, mean? I was like well that'll never you know, be that good but no I um, yeah I've been doing appliances for a long time too so <laughs> can't say which one I love or hate you know? <laughs> each, each one is you know has their ups and downs but yeah both bring both bring minimal dollars and lots of injuries <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i don't know which one's worse. pretty sure every so. time you come in with like a busted shoulder you're like i was lifting this washer exactly it's never from like the gym yeah, exactly it's like man which one or the other you know I me mean, has caused my career to you know take a downfall faster so on my body so 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 bruce lee got you started in just just watching old movies and shit like yeah i uh i remember how much time do we have we have so much time as so, much as you need so yeah i mean as a kid i i can't remember how old i was but i was you know i walked into the living room it was like two three in the morning and the big boss was on and obviously as a kid around that time in the you know late 80s early 90s you're like you know you've seen a lot of action movies and you've seen people you know beat ace on screen but you i saw the big boss and i was like watching like the ice house fight scene and i was like man dude like this dude's charisma and you know like everything i saw on screen i thought like man this dude like really means it is he acting or is this like you know is this really who this guy is in real life and i remember going to like a d rose video and trying to look for other movies of his and seeing this like documentary on him and that's like the first time i saw the you know flow like water interview watching him as far as talking about philosophy going hand in hand with martial arts you know like you know you hear even you know world world class you know like even uh sugar ray leonard talk about how much bruce lee was his idol and how you know how much you hear like high level guys that actually fought and competed no matter what form of combat it was they looked up to him as like the philosophy of what he brought to the sport of martial arts, let alone to life. And it was something that like really resonated with me because I was like, 
this guy's really behind everything he says. He's so passionate about it, like you know, emotional content and, you know, be like, you know, running water is never stale, always, you know, flowing and learning and trying to, you know, just mix everything. As far as being a mixed martial artist, I think he was kind of the first whether it's recorded of how many actual fights he had or competition or anything like that. I just think when you look at his book and, you know, cause I got every, anything I could find on him as a kid, I, I sought it out and go to libraries and like, yeah, where's your martial arts section? And, um, that's just what got me into martial arts, you know, as a kid. And then, I mean, I just, I grew up a little bit, kind of drifted away from it, got mixed up with the wrong crowd. And, you know, I took a, took a long time away from this sport, so. The round when, cloud being like, nut all and. Just. No, 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 it was like a PG version of the people I used to run around. Like, it was like saying like, not even in the same league, but it'd be like, you know, I play in the NBA and he works in a muffler shop next to the stadium or something. You know I mean? So it's like, you know, I just went, you know, I, I moved back to my own neighborhood. My parents got a divorce. I moved back there and everything was just wild there. And there was nobody to really, watch what I was doing, so I kind of just roll, roll with that crowd. And my dad used to box, though. My dad boxed, uh, he had like a 21 and two amateur record. Um, so he had always shown me, you know, he'd always put on gloves and, you know, with me and my brothers and just move around, like make us miss real bad. And I was always kind of fascinated with that. And then I got, you know, involved in that lifestyle and took a massive step away from it and just kind of growing up and what got me back into the sport which is how I found even well how I found Ian in the gym in general my cousin who I'd never met he had gotten out of prison he was like a bank robber and my mom it was my mom's sister's son and she had gave them uh, and his sister up when she was you know younger because she was real bad in drugs and when he got out of jail he more or less like sought out that side of his family and my mom was like, hey, I'm gonna take your cousin Ben in, you know what I mean? And kinda, you know, you know, she, my mom loves everyone and everything, especially her family. So she was like, I'm gonna have him come live with me in my old in my old house I grew up in in my old neighborhood. And I'd still run around with the people that lived two doors down from her, um, picking up or buying or selling drugs with them. And I came over there and met him and he was like, man, I was in prison and I was, you know, this old school guy was in there. It was like, show me how to box. Like I wrestled in high school and I'm kind of athletic, but like my main goal, all I did or all I wanted to do when I got out was win the golden gloves. Like, you know, your dad used to box. Can you show me anything? And I was like, you know, at that time, like, <sighs> like, nah, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. I took a long time away from that sport. I was like, you know, one thing I like, but I can't find anywhere to train is is uh, is jujitsu ju ju or like Brazilian jujitsu or, or MMA or mixed martial arts. Um, you know, NHB, you know, holds bars. Is what, what we called it then. What year was this about? <sighs> Man, I I'm never I'm never good with like years and times as far as you know. It's all like a haze to me, but I want to say because I've known Ian for almost twenty years, so okay. it had to have been you know, okay. early, yeah, yeah, a little. Okay. You know, like I would say probably like two thousand three or four. Okay. I think so. It was like when Ring Sports was going on. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what was? Going yeah, on? I I I told him because you know he didn't have anything, and so I got him. I got him a job with me, my cousin. I I got him a job with me. I pick him up for work every day because I was working at that time, and. um he said, I found a place, it's like in this, you know, I looked it up in, in a, you know, flyer or magazine or whatever, you know, and uh, there's a place out on the east side. 
where they teach jujitsu and they also you know teach boxing there and he was like you know can can you take me out there after work today and we'll, we'll go take a look at it and we showed up out there and it was the first like they were closed but john castle was there in the parking lot and he, <laughs> yeah yeah he was like, uh, he's like oh yeah we got that too we got you know we got we got jujitsu here we got it all and i was like yeah man uh we'll come back when's it you know when's the when's the classes open so we we came back um i met marcello and jow hurdy and you know ian big john Lytle, you know everybody was out there from like the original team and I looked over at my cousin, I was like, hey, man, we found the right place. Like, this place is legit. You know, I can actually kind of tell, like, all the kind of the gears were rolling in my head as far as being a kid and thinking about fighting more of this, like, the art form of stuff and trying to be fluid and trying to actually learn and become, you know, better as just something my dad used to say, too. He's like, all fights are one from here up, John, you know. I'm like, what do you mean? Just a smarter fight? He's like, yeah, you have to, you know. I said, okay, so I thought you'd be in shape. He's like, well, the smarter, smarter fighter is in shape. The smarter fighter is prepared. He's trained in everything. He, you know, he's put himself in bad situations. He trains what he's not good at, you know, and I, I could see that in that place. I saw it in Ian. I remember looking over at Ian and it was like, I'm glad there's somebody in here my size that I can take or whatever. And then I saw him get after it and I was like, all right, man, let's get out of here. No, but I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like, man, this place, you know, this place is, you know, the truth. So we, um, we came back for a few classes at Ring Sports or at um, Salmon Muay Thai or whatever it was then. And then they moved to Shelby and Southeastern, which is right down the street from our warehouse where we worked. And I was like, man, it's closer now. This is even better. Um, and then my cousin being, you know, the fact that he was living two doors down, you know, I mean, from like one of the hot spots in India as far as, you know, finding any drug under the sun, which he already had a drug issue. Which is where? Because I'm looking. This is this. To see where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's in Christian Park, you know, right by Bar 52. You know, yes, Bar 52. Famous, you know, yeah. The, Has that place got shut down yet? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you get, you know, 17 gunshots, you know what I mean, a week. Murders. You know, just a Tuesday. Yeah, Literally murders. every two, every week there was a new murder. Yeah, yeah. That place, I mean, it was on broad time for sure. Okay, so but, so like Southeast Beach Grove area or Christian no, Park? No, no, yeah, Christian Park. We lived off of Sherman and English. So, oh shit! Yeah, so like, yeah, okay, yeah. I grew Aww. up. I grew up You're in there. Right yeah. there. Oh, um, so <laughs> he, you know, he's running around with my friends now. That I kind of, you know, and I was starting to look at it as like, I think I'm gonna just get out of this lifestyle and go head first into training. He started going there with me. And he wasn't doing as well as he thought he was at the gym. Uh, so he kind of like backpedaled, you know. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, man, I met your buddy, you know, little Brian and Darren down the street, man. They're cool cats. And I, at that time, from still getting kind of faded and running the streets, I was like trying to like walk away from that. And I was yeah. like more or less telling him like, man, those are the last people you want to be running around with. You know, I'm on my way out. You shouldn't be on your way in. Like you're starting kind of late, you know, because he was older than me. But uh, sure enough, man, he gets, you know, back on dough, robs another bank, goes to prison. And, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to start training again. I um, I fell in love with jujitsu and I was like, I'm going to walk away from this lifestyle and stop talking to the friends I've grown up with my whole life because it's a dead end. They don't care about me. None of us cared about each other. I mean, people were snitching on each other robbing each other fighting oh, each other yeah. killing each other you know and I just I walked away from it and you know, how did your mom history. take that 
Because, I mean, that's got to be really scary to have you be very, very close to that situation. Thank God you found something that kind of took you away from Yeah, her, abs- absolutely. I remember getting kicked out at, like, 15 because she, like, came home and she had my bag on the kitchen table and there was, like, 20 pounds in it. And she was like, I was going to throw this away or burn it. But then I realized you'd be in, like, a shit ton more trouble if I'd have done that. So just take this bag and whatever you can get in, beat it, you know, get out. She was obviously, you know, I mean, she she cared and loved her kids, but at that point in time, we were just so wild and out of control. I mean, yeah. My younger sister is, just, you know, she was wild. I mean, we were all wild. You know, the older ones had obviously been gone and moved out, but the last of the two of us, the, <laughs> the, the babies were just like, you know. How, so there's four of you guys? Five. Five of you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So she, yeah, I mean, she... And she obviously, you know, adored the fact that I was like out of that lifestyle and, yeah. and she was, you know, crushed at Ben, you know, she's yeah. like, how's Ben doing, you know? And I was like, hey, he's, you know, doing all right. I don't know, something's going on now though. And she's like, well, like, see him out front talking to your buddies, you know what I mean, that you grew up with, that can't be good. You know, there's nothing good coming out of that conversation. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're telling me. Um, it's interesting that like he, I mean, he came in here and I think martial arts will either make or break you. You know, Absolutely. it's like, you don't, if you have Absolutely. an ego problem, you're not going to make it very far. Yeah, I've seen no. so many people come in here and say that they want to fight, and then the moment they get punched one time, you don't see them again. Yeah, if I had like a, yeah, a nickel for every time I heard that. Damn, to, I could retire. You're yeah. Absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have enough for a full game of pack. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, uh, I, I was... To say to say to walk into this sport though, and to say that all your troubles are over, and it, you know, I've seen, I've seen, like you said, it, it's absolutely right. You can make or break you. But I got involved, so I I come into the sport. I'm doing jujitsu. I do I did jujitsu with the with the sole fact of wanting to fight. I did not want to play points jujitsu. I didn't want to train in the gi. I got into to learn it because I wanted to fight. Um, it's like I told Colton and a lot of people that you know I'm not I'm not a really good straight jiu-jitsu practitioner. I'm not really a great just boxer. I'm not a great, you know, just doing Muay Thai or a great, you know, straight from the hips down wrestling. But if I can mix all of them together, you know, that's where I, you know, kind of shined. And I um, I walked in there and saw more drugs in that gym than I did in my old neighborhood. It was just like, yeah. you know, people who were like, you know, doing whatever they could to get over pain more or less. And then it turned mm-hmm. up, ended up being like, you know, people who just get high in the parking lot end up being like, hey man, you got, you know, any painkillers? Like I'm dying right now, you know what I mean? And that's Yikes. that became something where the people that I was training with, fighters especially, were, you know, I'm not gonna mention any names, but just people were really like, just as heavy in the drugs in the gym than they were, you know, in the streets. And, and I, I knew what I wanted to do with it. I didn't want to like, you know, backtrack and, you know, even even though I, I had messed up my back, mat, you know, badly a couple of months into doing jujitsu and I was sidelined, but I loved it so much that I never missed a class. I mean, I was sidelined, but I was on the mats, you know, taking notes, learning the game. I had come into that sport, you know, not with like a, like, you know, wearing something on my chest when I walked into the gym, but I'd come off about like, you know, 20, 30 street fights for being really small and thinking like, man, I should learn this fast. Yeah. I should pick this up as well as I used to pick up stuff back in the day and just kind of kick myself, you know, in the ace for not staying involved in the sport and not actually wrestling. And um, and then you get choked out by a dude who's like a night nurse, you know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> What the fuck? What? Yeah. He's wow, 90, he's ninety pounds. No shade to exactly, night nurses. Exactly. It's just like yeah, no shade. Yeah, not, <laughs> nothing against night nurses, but when you come from the, like you know, if you come from any sort of background where you 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 
think you're kind of seasoned, you know. Oh, yeah, you're, for you're, sure. You're just like, you know, I don't take stuff from anybody. I've, you know, been jumped by 20 people at, you know, a strip club and came out alive, you know what I mean? Like, what's this dude going to do? Like, I'm, you're looking across the bat, not, like I said, wearing it on your chest, like, oh, I'm bulletproof. But you think going into it that you're like, man, I should smash this dude. Yeah. And then you start playing the game because I really wanted to learn. That's something I think, you know, thank God that I have the ability to humble myself, especially then and now, because I thought about quitting then, but I left and was like, man, I just need to learn. I just need to learn he's better than me. These people are better than me. I, I you know, I should, I should realize that you're not going to be a phenom when you walk into anything. That Where it, does that even come from? Because if you're growing up the way that you seem to have laid it out, like to me, I, I would assume that would come from, you know, the people you surround yourself with, but the people you surrounded yourself with do not seem like the people who would, be the type to just want to learn everything no they didn't it was more or less like a, a killer be killed mentality in my old neighborhood right it's like you know who's and that's that's how i kind of came in there thinking like you know it's neither me or them you know and i always thought to myself like i said when i first walked in i said i should be better i should you know be good at this i should dominate these people what i'm saying is like when i stopped and realized you know like you know expressing yourself in that type of environment of like giving it your all and really trying hard, you, it's hard for people to stop and humble themselves and to yeah. think like, you know, when I started to do it, I thought I'll be great at this. And I got smashed and was like, you know what? I really want to learn this. I really want to learn this. And that's when I realized I wasn't the same as the people that I was growing up with and no knock against them. Some of them made it out, you know, thank God that they're you know doing better. But I looked at it as a sense of like, you know, I don't want to be this anymore. This chapter of my life is gone. Anyone that I even, you know, talks about it or even brings it up or even, you know, remotely speaks of anything I used to do back in the day just is embarrassing to me. It's yeah. like, you know, wasted time, wasted life, feeding off of other people's fears, you know, robbing people, you know, treating people like trash, like more or less like the wild, wild west means the walking dead. You just drive through people and you don't have a care in the world, especially, I mean, even after I had my daughter, that's another reason why I took a massive break away from the sport was because of the fact it was a massive, nasty custody battle with her mom. And it, and it, and it really worried me and sickened me to the life that she could have ended up being raised around. I mean, you know, not to knock my daughter's mom, she's doing great now, you know, thank God. But she, you know, she, she was really bad into drugs and it was, it was a sign of what things to come. I mean, she was, you know, drifting the streets and ended up going to prison for years you know what i mean yeah. so I, I was worried that my you know daughter would be like molester left in some dope houses you know yep. i was just it, it, it's one of the reasons why i have a lot of gray hair because i really do i love my kids i love her and her sister a lot and i knew that if i wouldn't if you do not live in the gym you will not be successful in the sport you guys both know that you yes. have to live in the gym to yes. if you want to be good yep. yeah you know it's like you know casuals don't fight Professionally. No, exactly. Or they, you know, they don't, they, or they don't even ever, they don't ever even step in and lay it on the line. They mm -hmm. just talk about it. Like you said, it's people that say like, you know, oh, I'm going to fight coach or I'm going to do this, you know. And, and they show up three times a week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People, you know, people that I knew looking at it as like one thing that me and Ian used to say, which I, I hate to admit this, but I kind of predicted all the people in MMA in my era's downfall and told people they're like, man, he's tough, man. He's going all the way to the top. I was like, nah, man. No, I was like, at this level, you know, yeah, you know, when, you, when you're, when you you know, they should just put punching bags in there with him because that's all he's fighting, really, you know. It's, yeah. Once once he gets to a level where someone actually has any sort of skill and any sort of aspect of the of the game, he's going to he's gonna get wrecked. No, you won't hear about it no more. Yeah, and um, they don't come back. 
Exactly. Because they realize, yeah. They, yeah, they fight somebody that actually knows what they're doing. They, they get up to that level, and I'm talking about people that actually fought in the UFC <laughs> that I used to train with. It's just like, he's not ready for this level. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. Like, you know, I love the kid. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I, I'm coaching him. Yeah. I want to see him go to the top. But it's like when you when they start when people it's kind of like when people learn just enough and then it's like I don't need you anymore. No, yeah, that's yeah. You, know you I mean? always you can always learn. Yeah, I mean, I learn something every day. I mean, I, watching you know people talk about you know going into a tournament, a, a black belt going into a tournament, a tournament watching a white belt do something he'd never think about doing and seeing him have success and yep. said we're working on that today. Yeah. That's impressive to me because people can humble themselves and say, man. That's something I've never seen before. You need to be open-minded to all. I mean, obviously, if you're seasoned in this game, you can look at something and say, I don't really think that works. You know what I mean? It may work at this caliber, like, you know, powerful agents to the uninitiated. You know what I mean? But we are initiated, so that's not going to work. It may work at this level. It's something that, you know, and I can accredit this all to Ian, you know, and, and West, you know, Jr. But my stand-up wouldn't be anything it is today if it wasn't for Ian. I looked at myself back in the day as someone who knew a lot and, and actually, you know, transcended parts of old mixed martial arts when you watch someone like Machida have success with a karate stance and you think mm -hmm. like, that's not dead. See, that yeah. stuff works. If yeah. applied correctly, it works. Ian kind of took me off to the side a long time ago and was just like, you know, you need, you need to do this, you need to do that, which is one of the reasons why we always kind of resonated and liked each other because he would see me in the ring sparring or he would see me off to the side because when I met Ian he was doing Muay Thai I was doing Jiu Jitsu that gym that gym if you want to talk about like the biggest separation of you know of people it was like Jiu Jitsu's over here MMA and, and guys who just take boxing matches that don't even train with anyone in the middle and then all the Muay Thai guys over here and it seemed like everybody in there hated each other and it was like you know wild it was just it was like the Cretaceous era of, of all combat sports in India though at that time it was just like you know we're doing Muay Thai you're doing Jiu Jitsu and then everyone started to transcend and like start to you know do mixed classes and stuff like that and me I was just like man this this is everything in here is awesome yeah I just want to be a part of it all and, and be you know cool with these guys and learn because I realized that I don't know I don't know what they know I need to pick their brains I don't need to be like you know let me see if I can smash it it was like let me see what I can learn from you my training partner is maybe who I am today. I mean, being able to train with D1, D2, you know, state champion wrestlers, um, black belts and brown belts in jiu-jitsu, and, and, you know, working alongside one of the, the youngest brown belts in the world at that time. I got him a job with me, and, you know, we really, I, I really had no problem, like, humbling myself and asking those people for help. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something, though, that, like, I, I always wanted to see a lot of, you know, the people because that's one of the reasons also why when I came back after all that stuff with my daughter and her mom, you know, I had won her in court and then I came back and I was like watching everybody around me and not to say like I was like, oh, I'm on another level, but I was like, man, this guy, this guy needs help. He's talking about fighting and he needs help too. And you need help too. And you need help too. Like I just took on kind of like a coaching role there because of the fact that I felt like, you know, like Ian and other people who had helped me out I would do something to someone in sparring and then just immediately stop and go, this is what this is what I did to you. This is why that happened. You know, you you can't do that against me because I'll just do this. And I, I you know, as, a, as far as an approach to just smashing them and walking off the mat and right. being like, all right, who's next? You know what I mean? Right. I, I always felt like I didn't want to be 
rolling or doing any stand-up with people who are below me and actually like you know every once in a while i mean i'll, I'll kind of look put steam and starts on stuff now you know but it, it's it's only a learning it's only a learning process that i'm trying to instill in people like you know and i can still get hit too i mean no one's like you know bulletproof but i look at it as like hey man this is what i'm doing this is why i did that to you um let me help you get better yeah you know i definitely see that i think especially as a coach I don't know. I just, you can tell that you, like you said, you love to learn, but I think that in immediately ignites then wanting to teach everyone because yeah. you love learning so much mm-hmm. and you loved that aspect of it yeah. that you love then coaching people Absolutely. who also want to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're only as good as your training partners are. Oh yeah. You know, so, yeah. You know helping others out and being, you know, being, you know, a sponge for people to, you know, help them soak up knowledge and help people's games and you know nothing's better than watching taking someone from the ground up that can't fight a lick who never fought in front of a crowd to win golden gloves you know yeah. that, that was like one of the highlights of, you know or training people that end up winning you know belts here in Indian MMA and being yeah. affiliated with that and helping them and you know it's it's more and it's more beneficial to me to help someone else get better than to do well in the gym and leave saying like oh man I put it on him tonight you know it's stars in practice yeah Yeah. exactly it's like you know that's that's the gym you know I mean also that's that really then becomes your legacy you know what I mean like when you leave that imprint on someone else and they go on to do great things they you know that you were part of that you know yeah I agree I think it's more rewarding in my opinion yeah I think so too and I think you know with the legacy that Wes left on this place and you and Ian and everyone, it's just, it's so apparent that, you know, it's contagious too. It's super contagious. I agree. Yeah, for sure. How do you want your daughters to fight ever? No, no. (laughs) I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot of valuable lessons too. being early in that game and watching people be exploited. You know, the, the, the business side of fighting, you know, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a like, I guess you could say a naive mind going into it. I had hustled enough in the street to recognize a hustler when I seen it. And I was just like, yeah, I was disgusted with the fact that people like more or less, they, I'm not saying they're doing it now. And this is what the sport's about, but pimping people out more or less and like using them as like, you know, my cousin saying like, oh, I'll put on Josh Shouter and Cole Miller here, dude. You know what I mean? And, and and nobody shows up, man. And I and, and you know I, I book you to fight, dude. And, and all of you know of Indies here, best record sales we've ever done. It's like don't nobody know who Cole Miller and Brandon, you know Josh Souter are at this right. point in time right now. Right. This is, you know, come on, man, you got to fight more. It's like not for you, man. Like not, you know that. In so many ways, he kind of destroyed the relationship that I have with a lot of people. Well, not in so many ways he did. I, mean, I still love my cousin to death, but there there was a there was a, a a void in our lives at that time because of what had happened with the sport. You know, I, I had introduced him to the gym because I, I told my cousin Sean, I said, you need to come here and, and do jujitsu. I was learning jujitsu and going to work, you know, and choking people out and doing, you know, and they were at like- At work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it was, it was we, we fought all the time. We had mats upstairs before, you know, they were even thinking about putting on, which, if, yeah, if you got time, I'll explain how that happened. I told Sean and Scott, I said, you guys are massive. You guys have always been big. You know what I mean? Like, you should learn jiu-jitsu. And they're like, oh, you're talking like old school, like Hoist Gracie stuff? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, there's a place right down the street. That's where I'm going. 
I brought Scott in there and Sean, and Sean was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll train. And Scott was like looking around and was just like, huh. He saw like dollar signs. Uh, and he uh, he gets introduced to Keith Palmer. I introduced him to Marcelo. He's like, where do you get those shirts made? Like, I can, you know, I can, I, I got a place that he's like, you know, let's talk, man, let's talk. And, you know, they all started getting together and he's like, I want to put on my, or, my own organization called the Legends of Fighting. He's like, what do you think about that? And John, I was like, I mean, that's cool. You know, like, that's tight, you know, like whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna start putting on fights in the eight seconds. Uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. He's like, I'm gonna build a half a million dollar gym above our warehouse to where everybody can train. And like all you guys and all these guys that can't really afford to train, I'm gonna just like, I'm gonna, one of my properties, I'm gonna turn into a fighter house. I'm like, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah, man, I'm just gonna like cycle them in and, you know, let them work here. They don't really have to do a whole lot of work. They can just, you know, get paid and then go train all you know what I mean, at night. And I'm like, man. But I had to still like do my job though, like the real hard one, and work real hard, and hopefully go up there and train, you know. And and they they turn that sport into like it's like their own miniature UFC. It's like the fighter house. Like that sounds a lot like you know the Ultimate Fighter, you know. And of course, some of the wildest, craziest stuff went down at that house well, too. I'm just sure. like you know, but all the people that were that were there, all the fighters I saw that were struggling, I was like trying to help. He's like, "Won't you coach?" I was like, "Okay." But the angle and the avenue that he was going down was all business. It had nothing to do with the actual love and, you know, admiration of the game and, and just the fact that, you know, what it what it takes to be a martial artist, not only with, like, respect and, you know, for others. And, you know, it, it, it was just the wildest Man, experience I, in, my, in our lives, dude. When I it, didn't realize he ran Legends. Yeah. I remember watching some of those fights. Yeah. That's wild. I, I He's like, I'm starting this team called Damage Incorporated. Lie to everyone. Everybody was, everybody was on board. Everyone was there. I mean, Pat, McPherson, everyone was, I mean, we were all together. And then they saw the same kind of things I saw, and they were like, no, we're out. We're splitting up. We're not, we're not training with you no more. People didn't like this, the whole angle he had with the, with the sport and – you know, I didn't like it either. And I left, I mean, I worked underneath that gym every day. And, you know, Tom Kirk's and Tristan Yonkers and people that were training upstairs were like, why aren't you going upstairs and training? I'm like, I just don't wanna be a part of this team, man. It's just, this isn't what I got, you know. I mean, the, the name was Damage Incorporated. And I was like, that's just too douchey for me in its, right. own, yeah. in its own, right? Like, don't ever be like... a part of anything like that. And it just, to me, you know, like, like you guys, I'm sure you'll know this. You want to go somewhere and train. If you looked around and did your homework or you shopped around for a gym and you walk in there and the vibe is just something that you just cannot relate to and you do not really care for the atmosphere of the people, you're going to go look for another gym where you can actually resonate, have fun, laugh, and actually like, you know, be yourself in there and love the people you train with. Yes. You know, anyone can, you know, say, oh, I wanted that gym, it just wasn't for me in there. It's just to add, yeah. Well, because know. I mean... And whether or not it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's just like, I just don't really... I didn't feel good there. I want to train here, you know? And, and I don't have any problem with anyone doing that. So train where you're comfortable at, you know? Yeah. Train wherever you feel, you know, you enjoy your time there. But well, I just... Because you come into a gym and you have to be 100% ready to be completely vulnerable. Yeah, and if you're gym, not gonna, gyms are intimidating, right? Yeah, to most and people. well, I mean, like, I don't want to get beat up. Now you don't exactly. do that here. You know, we don't do that here. Yeah, 
that gym and that team was solely fighters. There was no casuals there. It was a fight team. That's it a, was absolutely, that was it. Yeah, and you know, I found that especially like most of those gyms don't do well if it's all fighters. No, I felt through, of course. I mean, I mean my, my cousin got tired of bleeding money into it because obviously, you know, he was like, you're gonna fight and you're gonna fight and you're gonna do this and do that. But Just, even like full of fighters though, I mean, you gotta have casuals because casuals 90% of your business. That no, that's there. what I'm saying. He's, he didn't have to worry about that. He was a multi-millionaire. I mean, he, bought the, he built that gym above the warehouse uh, and had a business downstairs that did, you know, $80,000 a week and what they just threw away. Holy shit. So he didn't have to worry about any of that crap. Uh, okay. But he just kind of got tired of hearing everybody, you know, people being like, dude, you know, like, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, I own you. I'm like, ah, yeah, right. You know, so I, 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 I left before it even, you know, I, I was in it, and then once I saw people splitting up, I saw Ian people, I saw my coach leaving, I saw everyone leaving, I was like, man, I didn't introduce you to these people for you to, like, you know, make, you know, more or less. So they, no one hated me, but, you know, you, you could obviously get mad of who, you know, I had to work there, I, you know, I still work there, and I was like, man, I can't believe, like, you just ruined a lot of relationships with these people. I guess I'm, con- like, so what was it exactly that you just didn't like? Because to me, you go to like something like the Ultimate Fighter House or whatever, and that is a completely a gym just for fighters. So what, what was the difference? What is that show normally like? Like when you watch Chaos. it? With the, okay. Exactly. Because well, they, okay. they pin them up and there was no internet, no phone to home. They take them away from everybody for six it. weeks. That's more or less a prison. And you, right. and you watch on that show too, it's like a train wreck. Every yeah. single se- season is a train wreck. Someone freaks out. Like this this place was like, fighters would walk around and more or less just be like, yeah, man, like we fight, we train, we fight for Scott so we can just do whatever we want. You uh-huh. know, like, it's not, not all of them are like that, but it was right. like one of those things where it's just, that's not, I mean, it would be, we would be here till next week talking about like the stuff that like I didn't like, but I'm not the only one that didn't like it. Right. Hundreds of people didn't like it and they all left. Yeah. And, and it was just, they just didn't like that approach. Um, looking back on it, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to love about it and there's a lot of stuff to hate about it. But that is what started the Legends of Fighting. And, you know, so many ways, in so many ways to look at it, you could say, I guess if it wasn't for me, it would have never happened. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Fucking I like that. Tag it. Let's go. But, <laughs> but uh, B. John Campbell. I, I'll, I'll put the D to my house and like, yeah, if it wasn't for me, it would have never happened. Yeah. You know, they, I introduced him to them, but I like I said, I didn't introduce him to take that aspect. Exactly. But next thing you know, you got pillow fights, you got legends of fighting everywhere, you got people, you know, it, it was like a big, in that era in indie, that's what it was. I mean, that's, that's exactly. It sounds like he just needed a reality TV show. Like, he just needed to call TLC and they would have picked it, it up. And yeah, I mean, it, there's no question about it. It would have oh, been, it would have been great TV for sure. <laughs> um, it would have been entertaining. But I, I left and that's when I, you know, started that gym in my garage, you know, like Team Fist and the North Star actually like slash Team Lone Wolf and like people from both gyms were like, we love you, we'll just meet you there. Yeah. yeah. And Fist, they, Fist of the North Star? Team Fist of the North Star. Fuck yeah, It was Team Fist of the North Star slash Team Lone Wolf. I still have the sweatshirt, the Lone Wolf sweatshirt. I'll bring oh it so you can see it. It's, it's, it's pretty legit. Fist so of the like, North Star is like yeah. old school, like. Like what, early two thousands anime? No, it's eighties. I mean, like the original movies from the eighties. Was it? Yeah, okay. it's on YouTube. I'll send you the link. I, oh, I it's seen it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, I, I like, didn't realize it's that old. They do have no. They do have that series that has been continued and going okay. on for sure. You're right there. There was a two thousand. You know. But uh, I saw the, the old movie. It was. It was. The truth. <laughs> it was legit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the you know Jeremy Bolts. You know, and people that helped me get better. You know, um, 
Lightning Bolt. Yeah, Corey, Corey Mahon, you know what I mean? You know, Shamar Bailey, Jake. It's you know, so weird when you say names that I'm like, I know him. And then I'm like, oh, you know yeah. him before I know him. And that's we love confusing. Corey. Yeah, we just awesome. hung out with Corey last weekend. Awesome. Great dude. I loved him to death. I mean, training with him and, you know, uh, was it Chris High Guy uh, or his buddy? He used to train with us too as well. Um, you know, but people people were coming from both gyms. I remember Tom Kirk, just someone that I, you know, trained with and he'd fought, you know, over 50 times we fought over Japan. You know, he the first time we sparred doing stand-up, which he was known for, I can't remember his high school record, but it was something ungodly as far as freestyle and like Greco. Okay. And he, he, he was known for stopping takedowns and knocking people out. I mean, he knocked out Ryan Garrity in eight seconds in Wisconsin. Jesus. You know, he ended up fighting the, you know, the Ultimate Fighter series, the, the, uh, the season that Nate was on. And uh, Tom, you know, the first time we had sparred, I mean, I kind of, you know, pieced him up more or less and he was just like man dude like you're a lot better than I thought like how long you been training and I was like you know uh you know just you know, this long or whatever and because he had he had just come back he had already been involved in the sport way longer than me obviously but he had came back and like he was like man let's meet up in the morning and, and work out you know he he would always he would always give me you know crap about like why aren't you training here with us like it's just right upstairs I said man I just don't want to be a part of that team man you know I just you know I love my cousin I love you know I love everybody but I don't like the fact that those people are gonna like categorize me as like, oh, you're with them. So I was like, so I'll just do my own thing. I was like, you wanna come and work out or not? He was like, yeah, all right. So, you know, so people just met me there and that's why, you know, that's that's why I trained before my last fight. But um, How yeah. many fights did you end up taking? Just two. Okay. Yeah, just two. Did you, did you go straight to pro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanna get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Same, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't wanna, you know, yeah, I didn't. So you want, yeah, you want both of them, right? 2-0? Oh. Yeah, yeah. 2-0 two oh, two oh in the cage, 30-0 yeah. oh in the streets. Yeah, left, left, on, left on top. And <laughs> <laughs> no looking back. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, and I'm sure you guys know, you know, with anything in life, you know, like, is you're trying to survive, you know, with, which I, I ended up getting custody of my oldest daughter, her daughter. I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, I, like I said, I know you had to live in the gym. Um, I kind of fell in love with helping more people out. I mean, even like Orville Smith, the first time I saw him, when he came into the gym, I was like, you know, like, who, you know, who's this dude? Like, you know, I kind of looked at it as like, you know, oh, I'm gonna try to like, you know, make an example out of this dude. And like, the second he started talking, that's that's another thing too that I had to break a long time ago, because judging people by their, you know, judging books by their cover, and then they come in there and it's just like, man, this this guy's awesome, man. Like, I can't even believe I even thought negatively about him. You know, it's like, this is a wing and you're under it. You know, <laughs> I I literally, you know, I stopped all that and, and, and didn't, I guess you could say, play favorites with certain people. Cause like, that's something that even Corey, you know, we used to always, we did a lot of grappling, you know what I mean? And, and not a whole lot of stand-up, it was just mixed around whichever training session I, sh I could show up to. But he had always appreciated the fact that it was like, you know, man, that was sweet, how'd you do that, you know? And I just one of the reasons why I loved him, you know, because he was just such a, you know, a good, a good dude, you know, an, an honest, you know, good, just a good human. Yeah. People like that were hard to find in that day. It was more or less like every, everybody. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely I, I right. Found I think people got more like seasoned and slicker being, you know, horrible. I, I say this when I go anywhere that's not people I associate from the gym, I find it very hard. Yeah. But when I come to the gym, it's like. You resonate with everybody. Yeah, birds of a flock. Everybody you know, you feather flock together. Because I kind of felt like, like you were saying, like that. You know, you didn't like to associate with that particular gym. Everybody in every gym that like we go to, we go quite a few of them. We there's most of the turds get, you know, yeah. wiped out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes. I was gonna say they get weeded out pretty fast. You know, I mean, like if yeah. it's somebody we don't like, it there's 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 a reason. Yeah, you know, and it's it has to be a lot. You know, because yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, you, yeah, you you got to look at you know, I guess life as far as reading people and reading situations, you have to be open minded to everyone's opinion. You can't just be like you know, oh, this is the way I think, and if you don't think that way, screw you. You know, that's not you know. That's not how God wants you to act towards anyone. As far as if you like going to some place, like, oh, you like that? I hate that. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. I can't, you know, you can't, you can't be that type of human as far as going into a place. Like you said, you give the people the benefit of the doubt. It took me a while to do that. I was just like kind of thinking like, oh, dude, just some scumbag. You know what I mean? I'm going to, you know, teach this dude a lesson, get him out of here. Now I had to put that stuff aside and think to myself, I can't, you know, I can't look at any, I, I want to help everyone get better. And that's yeah. that's where that helped. Think, I think, yeah, being at like gyms like this helped. Yeah, my for mentality sure. for that too. Because you know, when you're younger, you don't. I mean, you've got all this pent up energy and nowhere to expend it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you just it's like all these people online. They all caps everything and yeah. want to talk trash online. I'm like, well, you you get up, and move, and like yeah. associate with people. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like see exactly. see different walks of life yeah, and stuff soul like that. Behind those keys, you know. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. It's. The gym is something that, you know, like like most gyms, I mean, uh, this is this is looked upon, as Ian has always said this too, of like, I want to get away from this, and I want to get away from that. This needs to be a team. I want everyone to be a team. I want people that do stand-up to just trickle over to jiu-jitsu, just so that it's not like, oh, those are the jiu-jitsu guys. I don't want to do that. You know, not to say that anyone's thinking that, but just over on the grand scheme of things of like, hey, you know, it would be great to see the jujitsu guys know that you're fighting and say, we're going to go watch Brandon fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Or, 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 you know, you guys are going to do Muay Thai and them saying, let's just go support them. Not because we know them and we have a close relationship with them, but because it's the team. It's, you want to see people around you succeed. So, you know, it's, it's better to look at things yeah. in this type of setting as a, as a team experience. And there's, there's room for everybody to succeed. Absolutely. 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 And there's know? room for everyone to be part of that fight camp you know when yeah. I first started I was still f- part of your fight camp now was I giving you the hardest round of your life maybe not but um, you still it's, I work. still gave you something you yeah. know whether that's a slower pace because I was learning and you were able to read a little bit easier that kind of thing and the fact that Ian utilizes everybody in the gym yeah. for every class is, is imperative yeah, if, to you, if you say for that. the sparring class you might get your ass kicked but he's gonna put you in there right yeah, exactly you know? I mean I I think it's something that Pat McPherson used to say too when he like see me coming out of um well he would just see me, you know what I mean, and see me in a while and would, you know, be like, Hey man, can you come in the gym and work with this guy or you know, come in and help out, you know, it'd be great to get some new blood in there. Yeah. It's just something, you know it's it is good to to have that type of atmosphere in a gym like this because the fact that the gym that I came from at the beginning was just like everyone was just trying to kill each other you know yeah. it was just like who, who's the who's the top person in here you know yeah. what I mean like well, let's it, take them out knock them off and knock their head off you know and a lot of people didn't like training there too I wasn't the only one who was like forget this place yeah I'm gonna go somewhere else man this is like every day's a fight you know it's like you know technically I mean it, that's what it was it was a MMA team and gym and nobody was in there just being like I want to just see what this is about you know it, they were all fighters yeah everyone that walked in there was a fighter so it really, you know, kind of set the tone for stuff that I don't ever want to really see and hear because of how rowdy and wild and, you know, reckless it was in there. But. Yeah. I mean, too, I mean, like the thing I like about here is that you get 
every level you get to find I know your game mm-hmm. so well so much better than anyone else's because I train with you constantly mm-hmm. but if you were the only person I trained with as hard of a round as you gave me I would not be able to you know kind of blend mm-hmm. in with other people so when I go with people like style. Cam or yeah. yeah it's just yeah it's different super style, helpful different things we do stuff a little bit differently yeah, yeah. And it's good to have, like, you know, coming in and coaching again because I coached so much back then and used to travel around and stuff and corner people all the time. You know, I kind of I kind of got burned out of it. You know, I, I really did. I just kind of was just like, okay. Yeah. And then well, I, started, yeah. I, I started my own business and it took off. Yeah. And it was like, I'm making so much money and I don't have to deal with all this crap. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm making, and you, you got something stable. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, raising my daughter and trying to spend most of my time with her because like my my parents definitely love this man, but it got to a point from having five kids when they split up that it was just like, dude, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I want to just say like they, you know, my dad, yes. My mom not, like didn't like walk out on us, but she, you know, from, from every typical divorce you see, it's like, well, I'm going to do me now. You know what I mean? Like, I, gotcha. I got time, you know, so it's like, cool. Nobody's watching me, so I'm going to do yeah. whatever I want. <laughs> So, you know, I every time I, I imagine you on the street, it's just like you, but like smaller as like a littler kid with like a newsboy cap. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> I wish that was all. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was something that uh, something that, you know, when you're when you're a parent, I mean, you know this. I mean, it's, you know, when you have someone else you have to take care of, you know, that's that's something that took more president over my life and in. When my business took off, I mean, the last grade I had ever finished was the eighth grade. I mean, when I went to high school, it was not spent. My ninth grade year, you know, I went to Cecina for a little bit, and then I went to Arlington High School. And, I mean, when I got my report card, or what I guess you could say it was a report card in 10th grade, going into 10th grade, there was no credits. I mean, my mom Jesus. was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, uh, not getting on the bus when you leave at 6 in the morning? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do you think I'm doing? Um, and she's like, well, this is a waste of time. You should just do night school. And then I get, you know, got arrested for a few things and, and um, that kind of ruined most of my life and had to deal with that for years. And um, Which I'm not going into detail about that, but it was a lot of wasted life and time. So she, you know, more or less was like, you should just go to night school. When you go to night school and there's two blondes that are trying to talk to you and stuff. So you're like, I'm not studying again. Yeah. But that was actually technically the last grade I finished in school was the eighth grade. You're doing so, your scrappiness, your ability to overcome obstacles, not just in life, but in fighting is, is such, I think it helped so much. It definitely, definitely taught you a lot. I mean, I agree. Because you know, you're successful, you know, you learned from it and moved on and made smart decisions I think yeah as far as like when they say certain people don't grow up sometimes until they're you know until they're older I think this is something like most fires burn under people but some some fires burn a lot hotter than others um I think I you know I just I came to a point in life where it's not like you know like I used to say to people like what drives you you know something has to drive you what are you waking up every day for you know what drives you whether it be motivation success something drives all of us you know and I just, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to have food in a in a house. I had bounced around for so much of my life and couch jumping from you know place to place with friends that I didn't definitely didn't want that for my daughter either. But I, you know, 
you're right. If it wasn't for the sport of fighting, you know, but I, I can't, I can't necessarily say it was because the fact that I did it when I was younger and I should have known better. I shouldn't have fell into the trap of like, you know, being, you know, misled by people and not to say people the reason you're, you know, we're responsible for our own actions. But like I was, I was, I would be lying if I say I wasn't intrigued by the, by the drug dealer lifestyle and chasing women and selling drugs and being flashy and stuff. I mean, that, well, that's something that, that's there's something a reason that really, there's an entire industry built around it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, something, it's something that, you know, I And when you're up, younger, too, you look at that stuff a little more... Absolutely. It was kind of like when, when you're, you know, we're all roughly around the same age, and people talk about cliques and stuff, like, cliques were massive in school. Oh, yeah. Like, what, what are you? What are you associated exactly. with? Exactly. Like, what do you, you know, what what clique are you in? Yeah. And uh, I wanted to be with the, you know, drug dealing, pistol toting, robbing people, you know, I just wanted to be that. I wanted to be like feared, and, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. It also is a great place for you because then you don't have to worry about people coming up on you, you know, yeah. in coming into a home of very instable, like instable mm-hmm. situation, right. feeling like you have a sense of, you know, toughness yeah. about you that no one can hurt you. I'm sure that helped a lot. Yeah, it, it, it was appealing. It did for sure. I just think that, you know, for me to sit here and talk now compared to, I mean, I'm actually like getting a flashback of how I was when I was younger. It's, it's, it's two completely different people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure for a lot of people, it's probably hard to even imagine, but it existed. It, yeah. It was definitely, you but, know, something that, but I, I look back on life, like most people that, that do grow up and think like, you know, if you could if you could get to the youth, you'd be like a multi trillionaire. If you could get Meaning. through, just just say, hey, you're wasting your time, kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's not really you know that doesn't. And turn. then they go, you know what? You're right. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna turn around right now. Exactly. So it's you know it's it's if you could get through to them, you know, it's but yeah, I mean it's nobody was telling it, me shit when I was young. Exactly. And, and I, I you, like, know, you know I wasn't even in that deep of stuff. I just. You know everything. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so you can't tell, you know, it's like if fifth were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. It's like, you know, you don't really, you don't really look at it then. Right. It's <laughs> like, you know, hey, you know what? You're right. I ain't, like he's just said, like, I am wasting my time. I'll change everything now. Yeah. I looked at my surroundings and was like, nobody cares about me at all. That quote unquote say they care about me yeah. but my mom does but she's not that cool you know what I mean I don't listen to her you know what I mean so you're how many followers you got mom <laughs> yeah, right well that stuff didn't even exist I was like what's your MySpace <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah exactly but I mean I just I, look, I looked at I looked at that type of you know environment as something like I never you know my daughters and her friends are always making jokes about like, man, you live so many different lives. Like, you should there should be a movie about you someday or whatever. I was like, no, no, there shouldn't ever be <laughs> another word spoken about. You know, anything I did, you know, in the past. But you know, I I, I don't want to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life either. If that yes, makes any sense to you, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I didn't, I didn't really. I started to get, you know, I'm not, you know. I'm human to make mistakes like everyone else, yep. but the fear of all that stuff is really something that kind of took over me to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, you know. Yeah. Well, especially when you have a, a daughter to take care yeah, of. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't want to have to be looking over your shoulder and also have to be looking over her shoulder. I think, you know, like worried about exactly. both of you. Yeah. Sh- Look at your back. Oh, oh, I thought that was Jesus. back to the pot. <laughs> no, no, it's like the decal on my jacket. Oh, okay, nice. Like, I was like, wow, man. See like, him. You got my back pot. She thought I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, um, 
in so many ways it's a short story of yeah how I got you know into the sport someday of we'll get into the gritty details because I yeah. desperately need to know yeah. I desperately need we don't to have know. to record that <laughs> no we don't have to record that we'll just yeah, I just want to know yeah that's fine also we should also definitely mention your um amazing haunted house Oh, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. That was shit. Indy's best kept secret. Hell yeah. Yes. Nightmare on Stevens? You're referring to that? <laughs> I mean, the thing's getting bigger and bigger every year. It's almost like we have to, like, charge people now. It's like, I mean, you, you could do a donation thing. You could just you could do, like, hey, money. a dollar for this, and it goes to, you could you could donate it. To, yeah, literally people donate something, you know? Like, that'd be Hamster's cool. Hamster's going to college. There you <laughs> go. Fuck it. <laughs> so... <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, that that started off as like my daughter just always wanting her family around her cousins to like, hey, can we put on a party for Halloween and we'll all get dressed up and come here and play games and stuff? And I was like, yeah, that's fine, you know. I guess your cousins can come over and run around here. Don't even. <laughs> you are the most no, no, no. family I'm, guy. I'm, I'm talking about like that's what it was at the beginning. It was just like you know, as you're older and you're like, dude, don't don't jump on my couch again. But uh, but uh, <laughs> shoes yeah. off the couch. Yeah, it, it was like you know something that they you know they would all come over. They play some scary music on the TV, and then I'll be in there dancing and stuff. And I remember looking at her like a few weeks ago because like now of course she's you know 15 going on 30. And uh, the the real teenager yeah, vibe that yeah, hit you when you walked in was real. Yeah, dude, and she's Ooh. like. Uh, she said, well, we come a long way from just uh, throwing some confetti in the front room, didn't we, Dad? <laughs> I was like, or like, she's like, she said, yeah, from, you know, hanging a few goats from the lamps and stuff. You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you want to start tearing this down? I'm like, no, I'll be inside. Oh, my God. But, no, I mean, it's, it, it really is. I, I, I thought last year was pretty good, but, I mean, this, this year was, I mean, this is the first year we got to go. Yeah. Yes, and we are it was super fucking, fucking fire. It was, was so much it fun. It was so fun. I love hearing that because I mean, like every every, all my nephews that help out with it too, whatever. I mean, it's a blast to see people, you know, and you guys too. Like everybody of all ages, be like, man, that was so tight. Like, I think was my favorite so part fun. was when at the end, like you said, like I said, I was like, you like, all right, everyone, bring it in, take it in, like let's like talk logistics. All right, you were not scary enough. <laughs> yeah. You do like bring that thunder back. Right. Like, well, yeah, like, it's it like was, where were you? You know, like my fog guy. You dropped the ball. You know what I mean? Your mom it calls. Was, she said you left your legs at home. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it I was mean, my favorite part because it was just it was it was so great. Uh, Everything about it was fantastic. The, the, the gangster photo you sent me after it looked like an album cover for like, <laughs> right, like something for like No Limit back in the nineties. <laughs> no Limit <Yeah>. Studios. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, motherfucker, like, this is Pete. How many Mercedes do you guys have? Like this ain't no motherfucking Pete. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. That that uh that that event. I mean, I, I hope that we do it. You know. Until she graduates. You should. I because I mean, every year I'm like, oh, I'm not putting this back up again. Yeah, but you should say that. That's the whole cycle You're that right. begins yeah, that's there. Like every every typical You're like, like I don't know. Day. It's like yeah. the holiday dad with no spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because my nephews are like, man, I don't know what you mean, dude. Like, I don't want to take this thing down at all, man. It's like, yeah. Oh man, this would probably be it'd probably be, you know, 2022 before like even one two by four starts getting ripped down. Like it can snow on it, it can do everything. Cause man, I don't I mean when they say if you run your own business, you never get a day off. 
that's exactly what I've been doing for the last, you know, 15 years as far as running my own thing. And I mean, it's it's true. I mean, if there's money to be made, you're always working. Mm-hmm. And mine is actually, you know, it's, it's an absolute hustle. It's buy a broke appliance, fix it, put it online, or, you know, fix the set, put it online and wait for this to, you know, to ring. You know, sometimes it's like, is this thing on? Does it work? Yeah. And some days you're like, dude, shut up. But it's, you know, it's like one of those, it's like one of those seasonal type things too. It's like feast or famine. Either you're like cutting trees down in the summer or, you know, and you're shoveling snow in the winter or you're broke. You know, it's like, I got to cut as many trees down as I can in the summer to, you know, actually coast me through the winter yeah. until the season yeah. starts again. But it is kind of like that. So what else you guys got? <laughs> what do you so, got? Besides, yeah, besides talking about, you know, inner city dealings and shit <laughs> Christian Park and the that's, east side and the legends oh my gosh. I, I feel like of we're gonna have to do a I don't, part two that's yeah. what I'm saying I was like I don't think I even came into this knowing how absolutely insane your life is you're such a good dad and such Thank a you. like a sweet person yeah Thanks. But, but you're such an asshole you know like you, you said you learn from the hard times become yeah better person that's the, yeah. the main thing is you took you took the rough areas of your life and you you, you polished yeah, you know like you. you moved further and, and and grew from that experience instead of going you know what this this part of my life is actually just easier to just fall back into it absolutely so you know and now you're teaching kids boxing you yeah. teach fucking jiu-jitsu you yeah. teach mma you have your own business your fucking kids are awesome Thank you had a, a badass haunted house <laughs> that you're gonna That's do so, every year begrudgingly right, like, let's just be real <laughs> let's just I mean, the real reason you know, you I mean, like on. you the hustle is the, the life yeah. is a fucking hustle and, yeah, and you've got a shit ton oh, yeah. of stuff going on i feel like all successful people are always fucking busy as shit absolutely yeah i heard a, a terry cruz i think said like you want something done give it to a busy person yeah those are the people yeah. that get everything done because yeah. they're always they're always fucking grinding it's true you yeah know? i mean i i agree i think that my kids even when they mess up you know like you guys or anyone you know if you love someone you don't ever scold them when they make mistakes you just say hey we're all we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. It's how we learn from our mistakes. You know, people say like, oh, I used to be that. And it's like they did the same thing last week. And it's like, listen, the past is not compared to current events. You know, either, either you're moving on with your life and you're trying to fix issues, you know, have I wronged people? Absolutely. You know, does it torment me at night? Absolutely. Does it make me cry sometimes? Absolutely. There's people in life that... I wish I could go back in time and make things right and say, hey, man, you know, unfortunately, they're gone. You know, but there's there's certain things that, you know, when you, you know, which I love everyone. I don't I don't look at, you know, and sometimes I'm like human, like I said, and make mistakes and get upset with people. But like I was going to find myself being heartbroken about and tormented about and, and, and trying to reach out to them and say, hey, man, like I didn't mean that that way. I may not fly off the handle and say something that I, you know, regret. I don't ever want to, you know go to the grave or anybody else going to the grave not knowing that I loved him and cared about him and was like hey man you know I started trying to tell my daughters too and they're like you know tormented themselves if they do something wrong and looking at how I take it and it's something that you know you never want to like scold someone you just want to you know help them say listen man you messed up let's just learn from it and fix yeah. it let's just not let's not you know let's not become that person that makes a you know like a a, a seasoned criminal who's like well <laughs> I'm not going to do that again so I don't get caught. I'm like the same type of deal with someone who's like mad because they got caught and I'm mad for Or like, you know, upset because yep. they got caught not yes. upset for what they did. I fuck, that, that bothers me yeah, so much. So, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on too. Dude, oh, it's yeah. been it's, such, it's, it's 
been we, so we mentioned the podcast, you know, like, like, like last week, and they were like, are you going to have John on? Like, people were like... Yes, like, literally. And then, like, and then, like, 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 like somebody, somebody's head popped out of the trash can. I was like, are you going to have John on? <laughs> <laughs> like, people girl. were like... <laughs> yeah. He's like, he lives here. Do you want <laughs> <laughs> He stops by once He stops by. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. 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 I think uh, we will have to do a part two. I want both yeah. you and Ian on. Yeah, like together. I'm, I'm, I think totally we, we, we talked about like a and fight. Jake. I feel like the three of you together. Jake O'Brien. Fuck oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, sure. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> I'm down for a part two and three. I mean, yeah. that was not yeah. shade at all. No. Nah. <laughs> I just don't want to be in the same room with Jake. <laughs> no. I love Jake. I mean, Jake. Yeah. I mean, I I had to con- contribute a lot of my success as far as the fight game goes to Jake. You know. And give credit where credit's due. He's an absolute savage. You know, win state championship three times, and or you know, go D one and and do all this stuff that he did. You know, he's so he funny was. because every time we talk, he's like, be as humble as he is. He is the most humble human. Yeah. I've yeah. genuinely like almost to a like a degrading aspect where he's we're like, talking. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, Ooh. we're here to learn <laughs> from you. We don't want to do whatever we want. We and he's so talk funny. trash ever since. I mean, we work together and train together. I mean. We we've talked trash ever since we've known each other, but like I, I do love Jake. I mean, he's definitely, you know, one of the most genuine humans. Yeah. And, and his brother Josh, you know, the better looking, better boxing. You know, I have not is. met Josh. <laughs> this is twenty. I have uh, not met 20, Josh. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't train yeah. anymore. But he's you know, he's a he's a great dude. I mean, they're both their parents too, especially their dad and mom. I mean, and you know, Kenny. I mean, it's just a great family, a great you know, genuine, sincere people. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. Ian too, especially. I mean, Ian, there's no, there's no real big mystery on why me and him became close, even back no. in the day when it was just like, you know, you know, like three horns don't talk to long necks. It was, you know, it was, oh, that, it was that divide in the gym that, you know what I mean? <sighs> like, we didn't even like, you know. There wasn't any, there was there wasn't any gray in there. It was white and black with me and him, man. It was just like, yeah. And if you don't get that fucking reference, yeah. I, yeah. Get the yeah, fuck out. Yeah. Shut your, uh, shut, it shut off. your speakers off. Just leave. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to be surrounded by good people. That's yeah. all I can say, you know. Hell yeah. We talked about that too last time you're on the way out from cleaning my house. I mean, just the fact that when you grow up and you get older, it's something that you know old things you know they don't excite you anymore no you, know, you, yeah, yeah. you grow up you mature or, you know you're that 80 year old dude in the bar with glow sticks you know what I mean trying no it's just sad <laughs> that's very well sad. also I think too like you you've, you've already done all that yeah. you know you've already yeah. done that like yeah. why See, would you had wanted, to offer yeah. it, it wasn't what been there, it's not the direction you it, wanted exactly to go. Right. been there and destroyed that it's, and you know looking back on it being like what a waste yeah you know I definitely going to definitely, places and spending a thousand dollars a night and be like, oh, I'm cool, you know what I mean? And check this out, you know what I mean? And blah blah blah. And then you like wake up the next day and you're like, yeah. Well, you're like, where's my chain? But no, other than that, <laughs> you're like, no. But you, you know, it's looking back on, man. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's over. Hell yeah. We're glad you're here. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are here too. It's good to see you guys back in the gym more. Fuck yeah. I've seen your guys' vehicles here on Friday and I actually asked Colton, she was like, Are they wrestling? He was like, Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh That's yeah. Well awesome. that was one of the things that I was like, I really I yeah. was like, We'll start going on Fridays. Yeah, because we doing have all three. Our, our jiu jitsu place has 
one wrestling class that's on Sundays. And I'm like, man, I, that's like... They I, rest. It's like, man, I got to chill. Like, I, living yeah. in the gym is one thing. But well, like, well, we go on Sunday. I mean, we wrestle on Sundays, but it's like I could really use another wrestling class. You yeah, know? I and, I mean, it's good to hear, you know, everybody's got something to offer. And even yeah. if, like, like your jiu-jitsu is going to be different from my jiu-jitsu, but yeah. we all know something. A base, yeah, a catalyst yeah. of something to, to build off and, of, and, for sure. if I, you know, maybe, like, you've got something that... It's yeah. <laughs> Was it on your word of the but, day toilet but you know, paper? Like, you play a totally different game than I do. Yeah. But but somebody might ask me something and I might have an answer and, and then you might have a different answer for yeah. the same thing. No, I agree. You know, so it, it's good to see, like, it's just cool, like, because, you know, Jake, I noticed Jake wrestles, or at least he's been showing us left leg forward. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is how I strike and it's yeah. how I've always wrestled. Yeah. But my wrestling coach on Sundays... Oh, he wrestles right leg forward, but he shows his left leg right. too. But but he's like a pure wrestler. I got you. Whereas he doesn't, he's never fought. He's never fought before. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You know what I mean? Can't show that tail sign before you're about to shoot. Yeah. But yeah. That's. I mean, it is good. It's good to get. I was very, very, very fortunate to have the people around me that that came from the pedigree of wrestling that they did because everybody talks about Midwest wrestlers. So you know, I'm like, oh, it's from Indiana, Midwest wrestler. I wonder what he's gonna do in this fight. You know what I mean? And, it was great to be around those people. Fuck it was yeah. great to be associated yeah. with them and, and learn how to wrestle and then out wrestle people who'd wrestle D one and D two, you know what I mean? And shock you know what I mean? Like shock the mat. You know, yeah, like I shocked the world but nobody was there to see I, it. I told it's like this is unbelievable. Like, where'd you wrestle at? Like I never wrestled a day in my life, you know. Yeah. They're like, not nah, for real, where'd you wrestle at? I wanna like fist fight me. You know, because it's like, how'd you get me down? You know, it's like, well, when you train with these type of people, it's the same reason GSP took them. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Jake yesterday, go do most of like all my MMA wrestling's from John Campbell. And he was like, oh, that's cool, he wrestled me. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's got most of his, he's got most of his, you know, that's his shoulder top. I'm like, I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, man, we go in hard on each other. We have for years. I mean, it's like, yeah. It takes Fuck like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome that you guys are doing that, though. Yeah, we're Fuck excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I just, I don't know. I love it here, yeah. so. Awesome. Dope. All right, that's a. Thank you. It's probably good where we're at. How many? How much time? One oh seven. Oh okay. Nice. Okay, I thought it was like an hour and a half. No, cool. but nice. <laughs> All right, thank well, thanks you. Thanks for having me on. See All right, thanks, buddy. Awesome. Bye. <laughs>